0: Listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. My name is Elena Cicatelli, an award winning automotive executive, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some of the most dynamic thought leaders the EV economy has to offer. Listen in on honest conversations I have with the leading electric vehicle experts and uncover critical insights that will help you jump ahead and stay there. The electrification race is officially on, and these conversations have never been more important. So, whether you're an automotive executive or just an EV enthusiast, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. I love me a good panel with smart women. Can I just start off with that? Absolutely. Yes. For sure. We've got Kirsten Von Busch from Experian. We've got Megan Mahone. We have Ashley Rosemary from ACV max (laughs) we're getting into the true and false the true and false questions are going to be a little okay but you know feel free to just chime in on what you think true or false the correct pronunciation of the conference that we're attending right now is nada false false
1: i'm gonna say true Uh. (laughs) 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 it's It's nada
2: it's nada i
1: say nada as well but i have heard it as nada and i'm like why did i say nada nothing but i nada means nothing this is something this is something
0: Something. but am i the
1: weirdo that calls it nada i I know i say
3: nada i don't usually say nada
0: i say nada okay all right okay Thank you for clarifying. Okay. Next question. True or false? You've collected five or more pieces of useless swag at this conference so far. False. False. And tell false. me why. So I don't collect
2: swag until Sunday mm-hmm. <laughs> because I am not carrying it around Friday and Saturday. So on Sunday, when it's slow, at the end of the show, and everybody's packing up their stuff anyway, that's when I make my rounds that's and grab good, all the swag. I love it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm with the Sunday collection as well, <laughs> because then people are willing to negotiate oh. where you get an idea of who's got the really good system. swag and you can take your swag and you're like, hey, I got this. What do you got? <laughs> we do a little bartering. Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: I love it. I think I'm on the Sunday system as well. <laughs> and I've learned now over the years and doing this so many times that I try to take I instead of quantity. Quality, So I'm very selective on my cups. I feel like if I bring another one home, my husband is going to like ship me and the cups out. (laughs) It's getting a bit concerning. So there's a few things that I look for. Anything golf related on a Sunday is an absolute yes for me. And then, yeah, so a little bit more quality than quantity.
0: All right. Well, now I'm going to have to I'm going to have to be on the cool side of the fence and do the Sunday collection. I like that. That's a good strategy. No, I like it. Okay. true or false. If someone uses the term influencer in their LinkedIn headline, they are indeed an influencer. True or false?
1: False. False. (laughs)
0: False. It's creative writing. That it is. (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay. And then the last one, I think this is this is probably the toughest one. It, true or false? The EVs for Everyone podcast is the best EV podcast in the world. Oh, true. 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 Obviously. Obviously. True. <laughs> true. Correct answer. <laughs> okay. 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 Thank you for humoring me for my silliness. So, okay, we're talking all things used evs evs and remarketing evs and fleet evs and dealers auto retail that is a whole lot of stuff to tackle but we're gonna like do our best to just bring some perspective we've got so many different perspectives right so we've got so Ashley, who works with the large dealership groups on uh, acquiring used vehicles. We've got Megan, who's also helping fleets acquire uh, used vehicle inventory. We've got Kirsten on the front lines of collecting all this fabulous data and what's going on in the used car industry. If me with my goofy show, but it's like <laughs> we are all in this ecosystem together, navigating this world of electric vehicles, plug-in hybrids. So I'm gonna pass it over to Kirsten for a little bit. Things are are taking a little bit of a of a dip in in valuation. Um, you know people are saying hold on for the the rocky ride ahead. What does what are you guys seeing on your team?
1: Yeah it, it is a really interesting time right now where we are seeing exactly that. Now of course, usually we'll have the information a couple months in arrears, right? Cause we're looking at the registration data and the details of what has been sold. Yep. So I don't have all of quarter four information yet for 2023, but I'm so excited to dig into it and analyze it because the market has softened and sales have gone down. Inventory has climbed overall for new as well as for used. And I mean, the used EV market just in and of itself at its height was about like 1% of the overall use market. So I mean, it really was a small, small subset of the market to start with. And w- to see where that goes and where it goes from a pricing perspective in the next three months, the next six months is gonna be so interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, it was we're, we're obviously talking about electric vehicles and plug-in hybrids, like everything that's happened with the Tesla pricing coming down, right, that's
1: also kind of been a factor Are you also seeing that? Electric vehicles as a whole, of course, priced higher than the market as a whole. Same thing holds true on the used side. But with that Tesla pricing and with what we've seen from the rental side, with that influx of the market as (laughs) well. (laughs) Megan's laughing. Yes. Like, what is going to happen with pricing? Mm -hmm. So we're anticipating that. Um, I don't have the results yet for the first quarter to see it, but I'm anxiously awaiting them to see if that that would be my hypothesis and we'll see what holds true exactly i want to uh, swing over to ashley a little bit from a
0: remarketing perspective evs are they a thorn in the side of the of the dealer of the fleet owner are they completely shying away from this type of inventory because of the dare I say it,
3: uncertainty. So what are you guys seeing on the front lines? On the dealer side, we're definitely, um, we're hearing unanimously that dealers are committed to EVs. Dealers are going to participate. They have, uh, you know, this they're bought in. They're willing to make the investments. Um, definitely not a thorn in their side as much as the, the unknown. So it's any piece of this that's unknown to them, be it uh, just education and the actual product and making sure that their salespeople are up to speed or just the pricing volatility making sure that they feel like they're making correct decisions based on all of these fluctuations they've got to continue to weigh those risks but um, it, unanimously across the board we've seen that adoption it's, it's happening
2: you know I think on the fleet and rental side um, obviously everyone has heard what Hertz was doing with their EVs that's no secret that's literally everywhere yeah. uh, but I think on the side of the fleet and rentals, it's really a matter of finding different ways to utilize those assets and different ways to remarket those assets when it's time. So we've seen a lot of companies moving towards using those assets for employee vehicles as opposed to just in you know their rental fleets. We've also seen a big move, and this is one of the things that we're really working on, is to move to a retail model for those vehicles, selling them directly to the drivers of the vehicles and having that extra disposition stream really as far upstream as you can get.
0: Before we hit record on this, Ashley, you said something very interesting around... I don't know if it was a customer or a potential customer that was like, I'm going to buy a hundred EVs. Like tell me that story just start to finish. Like what was that scenario?
3: What was that story? So just one of our dealer partners was sharing some information with me on Monday and we were talking about the adoption. And um, you know, this is in in the Southeast, we're based out of Florida, I'm based out of Florida, he's based out of Florida and was explaining to me, um, he doesn't know really anything about EVs, but bought a hundred EVs because the price was right. Mm and was willing to take that risk because the price was so right. So it just kind of reconfirms what we see, you know, on the on the ACV side, um, you know, on the ACV max side with, it, it really is coming down to profits, right? Like, so the dealers are still prioritizing gross profit. So it's not the product, I don't think. I think it's really coming just to these market fluctuations.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that was a pretty neat. Of course, Tesla has been the market share leader for new retail EVs. Now, they also, of course, it makes sense, have been the market share leader on the pre-owned electric vehicle right, space. Right. I mean, Tesla has four of the five top pre-owned electric vehicles. Mm. So they're going to have that for a while. <laughs> right. I mean, just from the turn of the market for new model entrants... Mm and then the turn from new retail to the pre-owned space, mm-hmm. that that market share is gonna be there for a little bit, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, would I be able to tell you how long and what the percentage is? I'd be completely speculating on that, but just knowing the share that they have today. But if we look at the new retail side and use that as an indicator of you know, where things could go, mm-hmm. Tesla has lost market share over the last several years. Now, I say that with the disclaimer that the pie's getting so much bigger. Right. So the percentage has gone down, but the number is growing. Right, right, And, yeah. well, we all see the headlines about EV sales have stalled, and you know, there, there's a lot of like really bold statements. Polarizing. Yes, very <laughs> polarizing, very bold statements. <laughs> yes. Overall, right. the sales have still
0: increased year over year. Mm. Now, I hate to pull you away from this absolutely riveting conversation right now, but I just wanted to sneak in here to tell you more about this episode's sponsor, Drive It Away. If you're a franchise dealer and you're just, I don't know, a smidgeny bit worried about moving your EV inventory this year, and you want an easy alternative to get more customers bought, you have to go and check out Drive It Away's dealer program where you can utilize their subscription to ownership model. Yes, this does actually exist. So if you're looking to move more EVs off your lot this year, head on over to driveitaway dot com slash dealers. That's driveitaway dot com slash dealers. All right, let's get back to the show. Mm. So
1: I'm like, Yes, but, you know, looking at the details of the data, it is still growing. And when we look at those other new model entrants, you know, um, Chevrolet, Ford, Nissan, right? I mean, while they don't have the majority yet, they are battling that out. And Mm -hmm. we are seeing a lot of growth, right? Mm -hmm. Where if we look at, just for example, like Rivian, okay now where was Rivian um, two years ago right non-existent I mean they showed up they had a new model new model entrance and they grew from you know less than a percent of market share for new retail to like pushing up towards three percent right right in that space where there hasn't been the model availability there hasn't been the flexibility Mm. yeah so I Tesla has the lead, they've got a big lead, but people are coming into the people, game. People are, are,
0: are starting to, to show their cards a little bit, and so I love that you had mentioned model availability, because I want to touch on that, I'll get um, Ashley and Megan involved in this. How much does this specific model matter, Like in terms of what they're trying to acquire, in terms of their inventory? Like I know for Fleet, it's very, very based on use case. OK, so just because I said use case, I'm going to go to Vegas. <laughs> OK. <laughs> you know,
2: with the fleets and rental car companies, it is very much determined on what the vehicle is going to be used for. You know, you can't have a bolt on a construction job site. That's not going to work. Really? It's amazing, <laughs> I know.
0: No. They should work on that. I should, they should, yeah.
2: But with the fleets and the rentals, it really comes down to the right vehicle for the right job. Yeah
3: is the priority and then availability sure so it's definitely going to be regional so all of the uh, franchise dealers are going to be looking for their on brand EVs that are good they'll be able to supply right um, you mentioned use case so we are seeing more dealers test out uh, EVs in an instance that was discussed yesterday um, in things like loaner and service fleets where that'll give their existing customer base an opportunity to try something yeah. and of course you know you don't necessarily have to be worried about where to charge it and you know if they don't have that infrastructure at home because they might have it for a couple days. I thought that was fantastic point, and it kind of substantiates what we're seeing where, you know, you'll see... BMW coming in and that's what they're looking for on our platform. And then you're gonna see, you know, Nissan's pretty good to stock, but if you can't get a certain unit, that's where are they looking? There's not enough out there for them to be purchasing from the consumer. So it's not as much model specific, I think, as it's identifying like brand and ah. making sure that they can find that and again aligning that with getting their customers to try them.
0: Yeah, no, that's such a good that's awesome point.
3: Well, and you had mentioned
2: using them for service and loaner vehicles and things of that nature to give people the opportunity. I think that's one of the areas where rental companies struggle mm. is because if you're not already familiar with an EV, yes, oh, going, Preach. going Preach. to a city you're unfamiliar <laughs> yeah. with, yes. getting into a vehicle you're unfamiliar with, not knowing how to charge it or where to charge it is going to be a challenge for the average consumer who's so used to driving a nice vehicle.
3: Right. And yeah. I think
2: that's really where those plug-in
3: hybrids... I come into play well, think about what you're seeing think about what you're seeing with the rideshare apps though now you're I mean especially first you know I think EVI ever rode in was in Vegas years ago and they were uh, piloting like the self-driving capability and then you get into well, okay well then I'm in a Tesla in my own hometown and that's just what comes to pick me up now so the more you're exposed in that type of scenarios people start to ask the drivers questions. They're able to get a little bit more detail. How do you like it? How does it drive? What do you do if you're gonna run out? You know, so the more we integrate them into a daily type of, uh, you know, use scenario, I think it's gonna help, you know, obviously drive that. Just the
0: conundrum that happened with some of the Hertz headlines, I think that was also too at the crux of it. It's like, you gotta you gotta help people and, and know what are some of the roadblocks that they're gonna encounter when they're, when they're renting this EV for the first time? It's, it's
2: education. And that applies with everything in life, right? It's when you're uneducated about something is when you fear it. Yes. And as soon as you understand it, it becomes less scary. Exactly. And so I really think that is, and I actually learned that from my daughter. <laughs> so my daughter's gonna be seven next week and we were, she saw a, a Mach-E out on the road. And she's like, Mom, look at that cool car. Okay. She loves the Mackie. Not everybody does. My seven-year-old no, loves the Mackie, But she asked me a bunch of questions about it because I was explaining to her that it was an electric vehicle. And she was like, so you don't go to the gas station? You don't do this? You don't do that? How do you do this? How do you do that? Not one time did she say anything about how far does it go. It never crossed her mind.
0: So interesting. It never crossed
2: her mind because she just assumed, like everything else in her life, if it runs out,
1: you charge it. So I have a seven-year-old, two five-year-olds, and we have an Amazon warehouse near our home. And that fleet of electric trucks goes out for delivery. And, I mean, the headlights are so distinct, right? My boys are always like, oh, there's an electric vehicle. There's an electric truck. There's an electric truck. And as you said, just like it's it's a tablet. It's a phone. It's a, you know, like what do you do? You Like you plug it in, Right. just like I do with anything else. Yeah. So uh, I agree. I mean they, kind of like the phone itself, right? right? Like, right. I, I'm Gonna call my kids here in a little bit, and oh my goodness, I hope I have a decent Wi-Fi connection because if they don't see my face, they can't really understand that we can still talk. Right? <laughs> so they're like, well, if, no, if, if there's no video, this That's, isn't even a phone call. No, right.
0: this is. Yeah. This is. Am mm-hmm. I actually talking to yeah. mom or yeah. is
2: I? Uh-huh. So when we talk about what car buying is gonna look like in the future, specifically around EVs, I have I have this like visual in my head that just cracks me up every time I think about it because you think about prior to ice vehicles, you know, horse and buggy, right? Horse and buggy was the primary You're going I'm back. going way back. Way back. I- I'm okay. going way back. All right. Okay. All right, I'm there with okay. you. Okay. okay, we are back horse and buggy. Okay. That was the primary mode of communication. Ice vehicles come around. You can only ride horses at ranches. So Are we going to get to a point where EVs are the main, and you can only drive an ICE vehicle
0: on a track? Yeah. Okay. No. It's so interesting you brought this up because so I just I did an interview with uh, Mickey Anderson. So he's the president of Baxter Auto Group, and he had said something about um, ICE vehicles eventually. potentially being nostalgic cars (laughs) you
1: can't wrap your head around it right I know I just wanted to add a comment about that buyer right so as we look at who that electric vehicle buyer is so looking at the new buyer and then looking at the used buyer and right now you know usually there's quite a bit of difference if you look at a new buyer for let's say traditional ICE vehicles versus a used buyer for that same vehicle not as much in the ev space the buyer profile from a demographic from a psychographic perspective the lifestyle segmentation of a new and a used ev buyer is really similar Mm -hmm. where it's just still in that early adoption
0: phase yeah we're like way over time right now which i knew was gonna happen but i love this conversation i do have to do a, a quick plug for the Conference of Automotive Remarketing, which is coming up very soon in Phoenix, Arizona. And that is happening in March, March 27th. So it's going to be myself, Ashley, and Megan. We're going to be on a panel together. It's going to be called Extreme Upstream, How to Move into the Next Generation of Remarketing. And it's going to be amazing. Be there or be square. In the show notes, I will have a link to that. So that is our very nice PSA for... Come and support women in automotive. That's right. Let's do and it. And Kirsten's going right. to be on the next panel here. we got to have Kirsten on I, there, too. i got to
1: be in the audience to be, like, your hype woman, right? <laughs> I'll be <laughs> like, come on.
0: let's go Uh yeah no it's gonna be again thank you i know everyone here is super busy you have crazy schedules it's nada it's the super bowl of automotive um i appreciate everyone's time and i i I mean it with my whole heart i really admire and love everyone here around this table so thank you for doing what you do and making this industry awesome thanks elena thank you so much Thank you so much for listening to the evs for everyone podcast if you enjoyed this episode go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review with a comment we read every single comment so thank you in advance if you have an idea for an upcoming episode or you would like to be a guest on the show go to evs the number four everyone.com slash contact that's evs the number four everyone.com slash contact Until next time, keep charging forward.